Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, uh, sorry for the long extended break, but we want to take a little bit of time to get back acquainted with everything, and we're back now. This is season four of uh, of you got this with your Sandy and Donnie from your new life ministries. And this season is dedicated to step up, step up to all kinds of things that can go on in your life. And this particular episode is called Step Up to Increased Faith. And what do we mean by increased faith? Well, we all know that who Jesus Christ is, at least we're supposed to know. And we know that we're supposed to live by his examples and show his examples. But how do we do that? By increasing our faith. You already know who he is, but we need to grow in him. We need to uh, adapt to his lifestyle, which is very, very difficult to do, especially in this day and age with everything going on in our world today. But So we're going to talk about that today. And number one uh, way to increase trust is trust. But the, we're going to talk about several different topics on that, not just trust, but trust encompasses everything. The topic we're going to talk about today is why do we need strong faith? How do you increase your faith? And finally, number three, the results of strong faith. And we're going to do a little intro into this uh, particular topic. And let's go ahead and start that. Uh, trust is an important part of our relationship with, with the Lord. I was just talking about trusting, trusting him is like stepping in, in into his hands and letting him carry you away. By Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, which we all can do. And, and, you're, and you're, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. It says, I know that you love me and always will take care of me and protect me. Trust, believe his words. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Without trust, it is impossible to please God. Well, without trust, you can't even be around humans because you won't trust anybody. Trust is a very, very key part of life. And you can't trust people. You can't be around them because you don't know what they will do, when they will do it, or even how they will do it. So that trust is very, very important. Yes, we're so glad to be back. This is Sandy from Your New Life Ministries. And everyone at one point or another has a moment where maybe you trust in some areas, but in other areas of your life, still needs some work. So we all have those. And we're all going to be growing and learning all the way through life until we reach heaven. What areas do you still need to grow in? Well, stepping up means not just to stay accepted, but it's to take action. So this, is, this season is all about taking action. Not just rising up and believing, but this season is all about taking action because faith takes action. It requires an action. And in First First Kings, there's a story and it really displays the action of Elijah. There's a story about King Ahaziah and the accident that took him to a sickbed. What stood out in this story was Elijah's faith. He gave a word about Haziah and that he would never leave his sickbed. He sought after the uh, God of Ekron called Baalzebub instead of God. How many people in this world follow after other gods but don't care about the one who actually died for them? Oh, there's many gods of this world. There's alcohol, there's drugs, there's sex. Oh, work and gambling and even shopping can be a drug. If whatever you run to is your idol to, to, for excessive devotional peace. In the Webster's Dictionary, that's the way it describes an idol. Anything you give excessive devotion to. Well, that should be God. Because he says, you shall have no other gods before me in Exodus chapter 20. So, King Hosiah did not like the word that Elijah spoke over him. And he sent a captain and 50 men out to retrieve Elijah. 
Okay, how many people are trying to stop the work that you do or stop you or try to get you to stop believing uh, and having faith? And so Satan puts things and people and event in your life to deter you from your faith, doesn't he? Oh, he does all kinds of things to try to deter us. The key is always having faith in you know what you're doing with God. Knowing your place with God. Knowing that you have a God. And knowing that your God is the right God. Because so many people say, oh, oh, I believe in it. But you don't. You always, you always do other things. You always put other things above God. And you should never do that. He did this two times. And each time Elijah called down fire from heaven. And this is what stood out to me. Is what Elijah's faith called down fire from heaven upon them. Not once, but twice. And in fact, without hesitation. And it happened. A captain and 50 of the king's men were out to retrieve him from the king. And he was not scared, but had complete faith in God. Yeah, he had so much faith, confidence, that there wasn't any little bit of fear. Hebrews 10, 35-37. So, so do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to preserve that. It's preserved so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive him, receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who uh, who is coming will come and will not delay. See, that is the kind of faith that we all need to share, and we all fall short of it. We always have some little inkling of something that really inhibits our faith. Yes, yeah, so Elijah was just one man. And the king sent out a captain and 50 men to come against him. And he was just one man. What kind of things do you have going on in your life that measure up to that? That want to make forget about your trust in the Lord and make you give in to worry? What kind of things are going on in your life that's causing you so much fear and anxiety? But there's nothing bigger than our God. What kind of things are scaring you that much? What type of events? What type of situations? There, there's so many different types of uh, of examples of that. It's just too hard for me, but we all know what they are. It, everybody's individual, and everybody has their own thing. So who knows what people think in this day and age? You know, it's just unreal to me that we all know who God is, but yet, yet that. Uh, we have so many different problems like sicknesses and uh, other financial issues. So there's always something that prohibits us from actually seeking who we Yeah, so I want 100%, 200% kind of faith. But I have to admit that I'm still on my way to it. There's still areas that I know I need work in. And so I admit that sometimes I'm, you know, fear will take over and and tries to rear its ugly head. And I have to remind myself, God has come through for me in this before, and he'll come through it again. Y'all, Have y'all heard that song by Elevation Worship called Do It Again? Yeah, do it again, God. You did it for me once, and you'll do it again. And remind yourself. You have to remind yourself and be your own advocate. Yes, God did it for me this time. Okay, he's going to do it for me this time. Keep a journal of those times where God's came through for you. That's, so you can just go back and see it in writing. Oh, yes, look at this event. I thought that was the end of the world for me. He will never fail or forsake me. And here's another great verse of God before us and who can be against us. In Second Chronicles chapter 20, three vast armies were coming against Jehoshaphat. And the Lord told him that it was his battle, not Jehoshaphat's. They were to do nothing but march out and face their adversaries and praise God. And God did all the rest to keep. And they got to keep the plunder. Your greatest battle will turn out to be your greatest victory if you stay in faith. Faith takes an action and that's what goes back it. Are you going to the Lord in prayer when you have an issue? Are you praying? Are you seeking God first? Or are you seeking out these little godlets of the world that they're just natural? So how can something natural fix something that else that's natural going on? You need the supernatural in God to come help you fix it. 
Are you running to God first or are you running to him last? That shows the importance of him in your heart if he's the last one you turn to. Start running to him first. And Psalm 68, 19 says, Praise the Lord who daily bears our burdens. There's going to be times when there's things God's going to know. You're going to know, okay, I need to do this. And you'll feel a peace about it. But if you've done all therefore, like it says in, in Ephesians chapter 6, when you've done all the, therefore, stand. When you've done all, then stand. And there's nothing else you can do. Then it's not your battle anymore. It's God's. And stop playing tug of war with him. Stop take, playing tug of war. And let God fight your battle when it's his to fight. Three vast armies were coming up against the Israelites. There was no way on their own that they could win. Maybe you have the same thing. Maybe you have three huge, large bills and not enough money coming in to even pay one. And it's not your battle to face. That's one thing I never understood either. It's never our battle to face. It's God's ultimate battle. We can't fight it. So why are we trying? We have so many people out there fighting a war that we're not supposed to fight. So think about that. All these wars that we're going on in our, our spirit is not ours to fight. So why are we doing it? Why are we putting up, a, why are we putting any strength to that when it's not our fight? Never has been, never will be, which is where our final uh, thing for this intro that we're doing. Faith takes action. Sometimes it's, it's doing something like going on your daily business, trusting that God will come through, and sometimes it is patiently waiting in faith without fret, and knowing that any day your provision will come. Psalms 37, 3-4. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pastures. Delight in the Lord, and he give, will give you desires of your heart. Do good means to keep about your daily business as as you're already had manifested answers to your prayers. It means to listen to your heart and proceed as God directs your heart. Proverbs 20 and 24. A man steps in our man steps are directed by the Lord. How can they how can then can any man understand his own way? Well Elijah prayed for rain after he killed the four hundred fall prophets. Prayed for God to, to burn up and totally drench in water on altar. It did not come right away. He kept praying and sent his servants out to keep watch. The servants came back six times. On the seventh, he went back and he saw a small cloud in the distance. That means that just because you go through one day in the midst of turmoil and complete faith to keep going, it may not happen the very next day. So go through the next day and the next day and the next and so on until it finally comes to pass. God is faithful and he will answer. Psalms 145, 13. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all his. See, that's the thing. We're so quick to think, oh, God's going to answer this prayer because it hasn't come yet. Who, who are you to put God on a time clock? God has his own timing. He created you, he created the world. So, who are we to say when God is supposed to act? God acts in his own time. And we all know that God's timing is always perfect. We're not. We're far from it. Never will be and never ever will be. I can't stress that enough. So who are we to question when God is supposed to act? Yes. And as Donnie was reading that verse about reading about how um, Elijah prayed for rain in a year of famine and it was represented a famine of the word of the Lord. They, 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 they strayed away from him and they started following after the gods of this land. How often do we do that? And then, you know, we all were tired one day and, you know, we don't want to read our Bible. Um, you don't eat your food on special holidays or once a week. You eat every day. So just as your body needs that for nourishment and strength, your spirit needs its spiritual food. Jesus says, John 6, 35, I am the bread of life. 
And in John chapter 1, he says, I am the word who became flesh. So guess what? This written word, spoken word, and living word is all Jesus Christ. Go back and read the book of John. And he is your spiritual strength if you need that. So many times when I was in a situation and a verse came to my mind right when I needed it, and it gave me the strength to endure and the peace. Okay, God's going to be thinking of this. You see, in John 14, 26, he says, I will remind you those things I have taught you. Well, how can he remind you of something he hadn't taught you yet? So put the Bible in your spirit, and then the Holy Spirit will remind you of these things when you need it. He will bring it to your remembrance. You will have the strength to go on. He will help you. He is your guide. He is your, le- he is your leader. He is your savior. He's your healer and your deliverer. Allow him to have full control over your life. And as he also read, they saw a small cloud out in the distance. Maybe the answer to your prayer is going to come small. Please don't judge the small beginnings. Because sometimes they're going to start small. But isn't that in the, in the word of God? But so prosperous will your future be. Your beginnings may seem humble, but so prosperous will your future be. So don't judge the small beginnings or the small little little tidbits. And maybe you're needing a huge financial thing. If it's not big enough to be your harvest, then it's your seed. Sow the seed and, and trust God. And read Malachi chapter 3 because it says that's the only time it says to test the Lord. Test me in this and see if I will not open the windows of heaven. Test the Lord. Read. Go back and read Malachi. Go back and read the book of John. And you will find so much help for your life. Read the Bible. It's your instructions for life. But don't always look for answers to come in big ways. Sometimes they're small blessings. They grow into bigger opportunities. And sometimes God's deliverance is a progression, like the blind man that he healed. He saw men walking as trees. And then God, then he touched his eyes again and then he could see. So sometimes your healing may be progression. Uh, It may not be all at once. Sometimes it's progressive. And he may give you a miracle and someone may pray over you, may be healed instantly. Or something may come in the mail instantly. But sometimes it's little trickles that will add up to the big. And sometimes he may use the doctors who all wisdom comes from above. So he gives these doctors these wisdom. So maybe your healing is going to come through a doctor. And do not judge the small blessings if it's a financial need that you need. If it's a word from God, it may not just always come from the pastor. It may. But if you have a nice, a good Christian friend, who is full of the Holy Spirit, also watch who you get your words from. If they don't ever go to church, they don't read the Bible, and they really don't even believe in God, please don't take Christian advice from them. Extra, okay? Don't judge the small beginnings that come, because it may start out small. God has always been faithful, and he'll take care of you. He'll help you to make it through every storm. Every storm that you've been through with him, alongside of him, he's gotten you through, right? Well, he's not going to fail you now. He is always your father, and he says he will never fail or forsake you. He will never leave you or forsake you. And Philippians 1.6 says, He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. Ask God in the trial that you're in to teach you to open your eyes. It will turn into a treasure instead of a trial. You will learn and you will, your light bulb will go off. Oh, that's what he's trying to teach me. And there is a season for everything. Ecclesiastes 3, 1. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. So if you're still in the trial, that means there's more for you to learn. Instead of complaining, you complain, you remain. So instead, start asking God to open your eyes to see, your ears to hear, and your heart and your mind to know and understand what he's trying to teach you out of this trial. Uh, yeah, so moving on, we're going to move on to topic number one. Why do we need strong faith? In life, we'll always have trouble, and it's always coming. It's always going to come up to you from all the way different directions. We live in an imperfect world made up of people who, like us, are made of flesh, and flesh is weak. 
Mark 14, 38 says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Which is why men, we need to watch out for the sins of the flesh. Which we are so, um, what is the word I'm looking for? So weak when it comes to the flesh. That's why there's so many different magazines of a, the adult persuasion and so many videos of the adult persuasion from the internet. Hence why Hustler was invented and uh, Playboy was invented. Don't your wives deserve appreciation and not for us to look at that type of content, which always leads to huge fights, which is, on honestly, it's our damn fault. We should be looking at it in the first place. Which is why sin in the flesh. So we need to keep guard of that. And we need to keep our faith towards God. So uh, continuing on. So why do we need strong faith? To please God. We should be wanting to please God instead of pleasing the flesh. Even those, we, uh, even those we love, it hurts. So if you do not believe or trust them, we are made in the image of God. And without the death and resurrection of Jesus alone, that is enough to trust and keep love. Yeah, because he died for us, people. Didn't he deserve the gratitude for it? Hebrews 11, 6, And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Number two, stay victorious. With free will of mankind, and how some of us use the free will to selflessly and hurt others, and Satan, who is always going to cause things to happen to us, still kill and destroy strong faith is a must and allow allow the lord to work in your life to bring you victory he is he said he will trouble he will have trouble but he will overcome he overcome the world through him as long as we trust him he has always had victory it is promised john 16 33 says i have told you these things so that Amy, you will have peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart i have overcome you So Jesus overcame, and he came in the flesh to, number one, get back the victory that was lost in the garden. But number two, if you read in the book of Hebrews, it said he came so he could be a merciful and faithful high priest, so he can understand us and our weaknesses. So he went through trials and temptations. He came in the flesh so he could understand the weaknesses of the flesh. But how did he get past that? Well, if you read in the book of John, he spent hours in prayer and in fasting. And the two go hand in hand. And then he came back full of the Holy Spirit and power. See, staying close to God through prayer, through reading the word, through fellowshipping with other believers, as it says, do not forsake fellowshipping with other believers, as Hebrews 10, 25. Why? Because we become a family to each other and a support team. And we can help and even, you know, they may have a word, they may say something, and it may be just the word that you needed to hear. It doesn't always come from the pastor. And we need that support team. And so we have weaknesses, and Jesus came in the flesh so he could understand that. And he overcame. And as long as you trust him and surrender to his lordship, he will deliver you and heal you from everything that has hurt you either by your own wrong choices or the wrong choices of somebody else. Hebrews 2, and this is where it says that in verses 14 through 18. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death, he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. For surely it is not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. Hey, he loves us. For this reason, he had to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Our Lord understands, and you can have all confidence in him and cast your cares upon him, and he will come to your rescue. Psalm 46, 1 says he is an ever-present help in times of trouble. Psalm 
5522 says, cast all your cares upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. Isaiah 46, 6, 46, 4 says, even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who sustained you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you. I will rescue you. What does all that have in common? God is a, God is there always and forever. He just walked away. He promises right there, He is with you always, and yet we always seem to walk away from Him. Why? You don't know. Every burden you have, you know that you can go to the Lord with confidence and knowing Him that He will help you. What is what is an awesome show of love? God promises to take care, care of your needs. All you have to do is love, trust, and obey. He works to work seems to hold a lot harder because talking to him, you know, talking from experience, is determined to make a mess out of things. All right, people, well, we're going to take a quick break here and listen to a song by Jackie Blessis called Trust, and we'll be right back for that. I am a traveler at a fork in the road. Which way I'm headed, my heart only knows. And I believe you speak to me and I trust you. When I read your words, they leap off the page. Tattooed to my soul, the ink is my faith. No fear, no doubt, you drown it out and I trust you. Enjoyed that song by Jackie Velasquez called Trust. Continuing on here with topic number two, how do you increase your faith? He wants to he wants you to ask and invite him into the situation, into your daily life, so he can walk with you together through the storm. He always he already knows what he is going to do, and he always already seen your victory. Deuteronomy 9:3 says, Be be assured today that the Lord your God is one. 
who goes across ahead of you like a devouring fire. He will destroy them. He will subdue them before you, and you will drive them out and annihilate them quickly as the Lord has promised you. So how do we do this? One, pray. Pray to him daily and ask for help to lead you and guide you and tell you what to do. If you cannot, if you cannot see the way out. Two, keep a grateful heart. Rejoice at all times. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in any circumstance. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. First Thessalonians 5.16 and 3.18 You have to receive the victory by faith in him. You and his love for you and desire to protect you and your faith and strengthen your faith in him. You need to trust him by taking his hand and allowing him to safely guide you through the storm. Isaiah 42 16 says, I will lead the blind by ways that they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make them make the rough places smooth. These are all things I will do. I will not forsake them. So do you hear that? Talk to God daily. Yeah, thank Him. Because don't you like to be appreciated? So if we're made in God's image, He needs to be appreciated too. He, he wants to answer your prayers, but He doesn't just want to be your 911 God that the only time you come to Him is when you have a problem. So come to Him and pray to Him and thank Him. Ask Him for advice. Ask Him for directions. Yes, ask for him help and ask for him to answer your prayers. But also come and just say, you know, God, I just needed to be with you. I just needed to feel your presence. You can come and talk to him as if you're talking to your best friend. Have a grateful heart. And even in the bad times, say, Lord, I know that you wouldn't have allowed this if there wasn't something I needed to learn out of it. So open my eyes and help me to endure and persevere through this trouble. Because he will help you. And he says we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. That's Philippians 4.13. So read the word of God daily. That is your spiritual food. Pray. Go to church. Obey him. Just do what he's called you to do and you find out what he wants you to do by talking to him and by reading his word. It is your spiritual food. You find instructions. You find promises to stand on. In Psalm 138.2, it says, I bow down towards your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. So he exalts his word. So pray, believe it, and stand on it. And Make a prayer out of it and insert your your loved one's name or whoever you're praying for in that prayer. One of the prayers I pray for my son all the time is Isaiah 54, 13. It says, all your sons will be taught by the Lord and great will be your children's peace. So I just insert his name. Is My son is taught by the Lord and great is his peace. See, you can do that as you're walking. And with all the other promises found in the word, you can do the same thing and make a prayer out of it. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, All scripture is God-breathed and useful for instruction, conviction, correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, fully equipped for every good work. And as you're reading these words, sometimes when you're by yourself, just speak them out loud. Because it gets into your heart. And as it gets into your heart, it helps to increase your faith, Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. All right, finally, the, finally, the final uh, topic we'll talk about is results of strong faith. One, your faith grows and you learn. 1 Peter 1, uh, 3-9 says, Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He, he is great mercy he has given us new birth into the living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, 
who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the, in the last time. In all this, you are greatly rejoiced, through, though now for a little while you may have to suffer, suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have, to, these have come so that proven genuine faith of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by him, by refined by fire, may result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with impressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your soul. Number two, he will supply your needs. And God shall supply all your needs according to his riches. Philippians 4.19 But ye seek but ye seek first his kingdom and righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Matthew 6.3.3 3. Number three, he comforts your hearts and carries your burdens for you along the way. Psalm 68.19 Praise be to the Lord, be your God, our Savior, who bears our burdens. So, if it's something that you can't do, then it's not your burden to bear. Take it to the Lord. And maybe it's just not time. But he'll provide the help and you'll know what to do and there'll be peace. And you'll just know. Okay, you'll just know in your spirit. The Holy Spirit will quicken you to know, okay, this is where I need to be. So, if it's not your time right now to do it, then it's and you're struggling with it, and one thing after another, then take your hands off of it, pray about it, give it over to God, He will lead you and show you the way. And you will know when it's time for you to pick it back up, if at all. Your walk in the Lord through your trials becomes easier. Because you're learning, and you're growing, and you're learning what he wants you to do. You're learning how to go to the word. You're learning how to stand on him. You're learning, okay, it hadn't happened now, but God promised, and he says we, we have the victory. Psalm 6012 says we, we will gain the victory, right? And he will trample down our enemies. We get the victory, but he does the work. I kind of like that, don't you? So reading the word, it will help you to learn what to stand on, what to do, when to have peace, when to back away, and when to do something. You get to know who God is, not just about God. Truly knowing a person is when you truly get to know them, you spend time with them. All of you who have a husband or maybe a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a wife, all out there listening, okay, you may have, when you first met them, you really didn't know them. Okay, you just met them. You may know their name. You know about them. God just doesn't want you just to know his name. To truly get to know him, you got to spend time with him. Just to get, just like your boyfriend or girlfriend, your husband or wife. You had to spend time with them to get to know them. How many people of you are out there are really spending time with the Lord, but yet you expect him to come to your rescue and you snap your fingers? Really? You don't give him any time of day, but then you expect him to be there and answer that prayer when you call on him. Your boss asks you to get up extra early to go in for overtime when you do it. How much more for the God Almighty? who gave up his only son to come down here and die on a cross. He was beaten beyond human recognition. Read that in Isaiah 52, verse 14 and 15. He was marred beyond human likeness, it says. And he carried an over 300-pound cross up the hill to Golgotha and was hung on it. Oh, yeah, he was alive. And the, look, Google the nails that they put in him. Oh, my goodness, these nails, these spikes. Nailed into his wrist and his feet. Excruciating pain. And this is after hours of being beaten and scourged. And these things that they used to whip him had little leather strips and had rocks at the end of it. Try Googling that and seeing that. How would you like to be beaten with that over and over again? And then expect to carry that 300-pound cross up that hill. And then you come and tell me that that's not love. And then they put a crown of thorns on his head. 
digging into his forehead, blood running down his face. Besides being beaten at that. And tell me that that's not love. He preaches love and he says, love one another as I have loved you. Mankind is what gets it wrong and brings judgment and hate into it. God tells us to love one another and to forgive one another. It's mankind who's trying to put a hate thing on Christianity. That's not what I read in my Bible. That's not what my God did for me. So as you read his word and as you learn for it, your trials become easier. You begin to say, you know what? I know he's going to come through me because as he came through me one time, he'll come through me again. He'll come through for me again. You'll, you will allow him to blindly lead you through every trial and it become easier and easier to do. The weight of all your problems will be lifted off your heart and in this place will be an overwhelming peace. It consumes your heart. Life will begin to seem easier as you ride through the wind of God's love, carrying you through. And the wind of His Holy Spirit is your guiding force. And it will shine from within you and people could see that peace radiate all through you and all over you. All right, we're going to talk about topic number four. You walk through your trials. Where is this? Mm -hmm. All right, I'm sorry. Number five, people will notice, <laughs> will begin to notice wonderful peace that radiates within you. They will have to ask you, how did you get so much peace? What a wonderful opportunity to witness the wonders of God's love because you have finally learned how to ride the wind. But we, but we all, with, with a veiled face, beholding as in a mirror of the word of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as the Spirit of the Lord. Second Corinthians. Okay. Six. Stay victorious. With God, we gain the victory, and He will trample down our enemies. Psalm 64. And finally, number seven, you will live in His blessing. Blessed, O Lord, my soul, with all that is within me. Blessed is His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And do not fret all his kind deeds. He who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit of crowns with, with you with loving devotion and compassion, who satisfies you with good things so that your youth is renewed like the angels. Like the angels. Psalms 103, 1-5. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. we got a few updates for you. One, my wife has released four brand new books. They are on our website and they are on Amazon. One is a, uh, Her Final Curtain is out and it's our number one bestseller. We also got A Princess in Waiting and Safe in Papa's Hands. What else? Yes, and Deep Waters Rage. It's a sequel to Deep Waters Within. And the Princess series... Uh, there is becoming a series, so God has given me more books to write on that. The first one is The Princess in Waiting, and the second one is just out. The ebook has already been released, but look for the paperback hopefully in the next week to come out. It's called a Prin The Princess in the Harlot, and it's book two in the Princess series, and there is more to come. It's women from all different walks of life that they discover their true identity, they're a princess. No woman in life, no matter where you are at in life, and what you do is of no value to God. You are truly valued, and God says that you're a princess. He says in 1 Peter 2, 9, that we are our royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own special possession God says that you're special, your loyalty. Psalm 33, 15 says that he fashions their heart individually. That means he made your heart just for you. Special. Doesn't matter where you are in life, whether you're homeless, whether you're a street walker, where you are working on Wall Street, whether you're an addict, whether you're in jail, 
it doesn't matter. God says you're a princess. You can hold your head up high knowing that the king of kings loves you unconditionally and he says that you're something special. The one who died for you, wouldn't you rather take that and stop believing that than people on earth who all they want to do is use you and you abuse you? So look for more of those books in the series to come out. And Jewels from the Word, Man from the Soul. This is the second edition because I've added a special chapter in here in the second edition. It is um, a chapter on the names of God. Now, there's so many more names than what I discuss in here, but they're just too, too many. And why is there a different name? Because they represent who he is. Is God told Moses, I am that I am. It means no matter what he are, what you need, what station life you need, that's what I am to you. And so he is our Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He is our Jehovah DC, our, our banner. He is our Jehovah Mechadesh, our, our sanctifier, and our Jehovah seeking our righteousness. It means by the blood of Jesus, we are made righteous with him. So he is our Jehovah seeking him. So this chapter has names of God, many of the names of God in there that you can pray over your circumstances. And so keep checking on our websites and keep checking out. And we have a special guest. We have a special guest that I am doing. We're doing an interview with Dr. Dolly Thomas. And she is a licensed psychologist. And she is the director over counseling for Adult and Teen Challenge of Texas. And uh, try researching her name. And look her up and she's going to be talking about her book the storm whisperer and that's out for sale on amazon she's been through it herself and now she's helping young women and if people don't know anything about adult teen challenge it is international and they have centers for men they have centers for women they have centers for women with children and they have centers for adolescents so go on Teen Challenge USA if you know somebody who needs to be enter into this program. It's a 12-month residential program, faith-based, and for the adults, it mainly deals with addictions. But for children, for adolescents under the age of 17, uh, starting from the age of 12, some centers it, it, some centers will let the the adolescents in at age 12. Some may have to be a year or two older. It depends on the centers, but they're all across America, all these centers. And if you know somebody that needs it, check it out uh, because they truly do help. The children receive counseling from psychologists, weekly on therapist sessions, but then they also keep going to school while they're in the program. Then they have their teen challenge studies, which is also what helps transform them. It is a wonderful program. Uh, and she is the director of counseling, so staff members that may need help can come to her. So be watchful of that. Yes, on the 29th, we're going to be uh, recording that interview and check out all the books that we have, uh, our new releases uh, on our website. And not too long ago, I had a new children's book come out called Molly's journey to forgiveness and it's about a little girl who endured bullying and how she overcame it and not only that we also have a new distributor we are a we are distributing our books from us on walmart we are a walmart affiliate uh, uh um uh, vendor so we are selling our books directly from us on walmart.com so check them out all the books are on there so far as in the past few days that we've actually been advertising on Walmart, we have received over 113,000 views on our books. So our name is getting out there. So this is incredible. This is a new a new uh, venture we're trying out to see what happens. So far, it's looking very promising. So if you want to check it out, our books, Sandra Lott, just look up her name, Sandra Lott, in the Walmart uh, website. You'll see all of our books on Walmart.com. All right, and don't forget to visit our website so you can see all of our newest things going on, our podcast, all of our books is waiting order them there or at other places. And uh, anything else you want to add? So uh, before Donnie closes us out, 
I just want to pray for all of you out there. Um, everyone needs someone to touch them and to pray for them and to reach their needs up. So the Lord says we're two or more gathered in my name. There I am also. We will have whatever you ask for in prayer in my name. So I'm joining with you for your need. Lord, I'm praying for all those who are out there listening. Lord, we come to you and we thank you that you are our God. You are our Heavenly Father and Lord Jesus, our Savior, who lives to intercede for us. We're asking you to come and intercede on the behalf of the listeners, or whatever their need is. If they have an addiction that they need set free, lead them to the place that can help them. Give them the material. And even if they're financially strained, lead them to the place that can help them where it won't be a problem. Lord, for those who have an illness, Lord, I pray, heal them. Heal them, God. And you know those that are out there, there's so many that are out there that maybe they need to go to the doctor, but maybe they don't have the money to go to the doctor and they don't have insurance. Lord, put them in the right place. Put divine appointments in their place, in their life, in their daily interactions that you can work through to help them get their healing or just maybe pray over them and instantly heal them. We're praying for that in Jesus' name and declaring them healed. For those who have a lot of financial issues going and they don't have any other way of getting it, but they do want to make good on what they have on their bills, I ask you just a handful on purpose just to bless them and help them to find a way that they can meet that need. Those who need help or who are alone, who just need a friend, provide that. Those who may need a place to live, a transportation. I'm asking you, you're a Jehovah Jireh, provide what is needed for these people. And people who need to find you, I'm praying everyone out there, Lord God, or need answers to a situation. I'm asking you to open their eyes, their spiritual eyes to see and to see your truth and expose all the lies. Let there be light within their soul and within their spirit. Open their ears, their spiritual ears to hear so they can hear you speaking truth. They may know the truth and be set free. And open their hearts and minds to know and understand so they can receive your wisdom and know how to put it in place and in action. And we ask that you bless them, lead them, guide them, surround them, and protect them in Jesus' name. Amen. So, yeah, we just wanted to close here and thank you all for listening. And thank you all for um, uh, bearing with us as we've been taking a little bit of a break. And hopefully you enjoyed this podcast and many more to come. Remember, this season is dedicating to step up and, and to increase everything you want to do and, and live in God's presence. All right, and just always remember also, you know you got this. God lead the way. I'll catch you later, guys. Bye-bye.